Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. Well, let's get to some people to talk to you while we have you live today, live and in person. So uh, let's go to Sue, and she's calling from Michigan on line one. We'll start with Sue today. Welcome to the show. You're on with Dr. Dyer. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Hi, Sue. How are you? Good. How's it going, Dr. Dyer? Everything's going as well as it can be expected. Where in, where in Michigan are you calling from? Warren. Oh, my goodness. I used to live in, uh, you know, I lived in, I'm from Detroit, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Warren was right next door. I went to Denby High School right down the road. Oh, you're you kidding. My mom went there. Is that right? Yeah. What what year did she graduate? Oh gosh, I don't know. It was a long time ago. <laughs> how how old is she? How old is she? She's in her seventies. So. Oh was... my goodness! What was her name? Her, I may know her. Uh, the last. Well, I really want to say it on the air. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay, don't do it. All right. I don't want but... people to know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want people to know who you are. You should be proud of who you are. No, you're the famous <laughs> one. You can let it. <laughs> I see. You're not going to call me and tell me you're an axe murderer or something. What have you got? What could you possibly have to be ashamed of? <laughs> no, I just don't want people to know what I'm calling you about. Well, you tell your mom that I, uh, you know, I'm sure that I'm I'm 70 myself. So. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so, what year was she born? Um, gosh. You don't, don't know these things. I don't know the actual year she was born. I can't think of okay. it offhand. All right. Okay. Tell me what you called me about, dear. Um, I was calling regarding my employment situation. I just wanted to get some some feedback from you on okay. it. Um, mm-hmm. Lately, I've been uh, really searching, you know, for work and and pretty much open to anything that's out there. You know, I haven't just mm-hmm. boxed myself into my usual work and... Um, Really trying to stay focused on that. But sometimes I feel like I'm going back and forth on the emotional wheel. Like one minute I'm okay, and then the next minute I'm like starting to get really worried and that fearful feeling. And I just, I wish I could find a way to kind of stay more on the end of just positive and focused and not, you know, letting the fear take over so much, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you're not alone. I mean, I, I watched 60 Minutes last night. I don't know if you happened to see that, but uh, they were broadcasting from a place in Iowa, and uh, they talked about all the the numbers of jobs that have been lost and the, and the, and the people that are out there, you know, living in terror um, and, and uh, you know, about being able to make a living. And it's certainly, I have a great deal of understanding and sympathy about it, but I know that if I were one of those people, I wouldn't go to that place of, uh, of fear inside of me because the minute that you do, um, you stop the flow. You, uh, you know, there's, you have to re- realize who you are, Sue, you know, and who you are is not this body that you're in and, and how much money it makes and what you do and all of that, that who you are is this invisible divine uh, piece of God. Um, that you came from, and that and that you're safe, and that you're okay, and that it's like things are going to work out. Now, if you have an intention that you would like to attract empl- employment into your life, if that's an intention that you have, so that you can make a living, um, what do you have on your um, uh, unwilling list? Like, what are you? What, what what is it that you're not willing to do in order to make that happen? Supposing I told you that you, you know, there's a great job opening for the kind of thing that you're going to do, but you're going to have to move to uh, Houston or uh, Nebraska or, uh, you know, would you be willing to do that? 
Yeah, pretty much. Would you? <laughs> yeah. Because because there are places in the world, you know, I mean, I was just uh, down in Australia for two months, and, and they've got help-wanted signs all over the place. You know, people are, are really looking. I saw Americans down there that were actually working, wow. um, you know, and doing things. It's, it's, it's a booming place down there. We had we did incredibly well there with the ticket sales and the books and, and all of that kind of thing. So that if you don't have anything on, and I just use that as an example, but don't have anything on your uh, I'm not willing to do it list um, and keep yourself open and then begin to use your mind in a, in a way that you perhaps have never used it before that, you know, it's, which is like, it, it is my intention to attract into my life what it is, uh, you know, the, the prosperity or the ability to work, whatever it might be. But an intention without a conviction is what you have to be cautious about. I've been thinking about a lot this, this, uh, this lately. Um, that most people, like I can hear fear in you. Um, I, you know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm not boxed in. I'm not all of those things. But uh, you know, it isn't working yeah. out, and and, and <laughs> you're living in and you're living in Michigan, which is probably one of the highest unemployment rates in in the country, and so on. But if 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 I were there in Warren, I wouldn't be thinking about what I can't do or what is wrong or how bad the economy is or that things aren't going to work out. I would put my attention, my intention on uh, that I am going to attract, you know, uh, and it's going to come to me and it's going to come to me quickly. And I wouldn't have in the back of my mind that it probably won't work out or because the economy is so bad. And it's like you begin to you begin to open yourself up to the possibility of, of seeing the kinds of things coming into your life that, um, you know, that you really want to, to be happening for yourself. You said something about uh, you're not stuck in your old work. What is your work? What, 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 did, what have you done be- before up until now? Um, I've actually done quite a few things. Um, I worked in, I've worked in factories for a long time. Mm-hmm. I've done sales. I've done retail. Mm-hmm. So I've run the gamut as far as like different things I do and have done. What was the last job that you had? What, the last what kind job of... I did was in retail. Mm-hmm. Have you ever worked for yourself? No, but I'd like to. Yeah, so you'd like to be able to create some kind of a business, um, yeah, that you know, so be. that so that you can generate, um, you know, income uh, for yourself. What kinds of things would uh, would, would that uh, you know would that involve for you? I've always been interested in. I always thought it would be nice to do some sort of, um, I don't know, some sort of online business would be great. I think I'd really like that. But I've always looked at it like, well, you know, that's such a high competition. Everybody wants to do that. Yeah, you see, this is okay. That's a really good point. So it's like this, and this is what I'm talking about. Intention is one thing. Like I, I place my intention, my attention on what it is that I want to attract into my life. And and then what happens is the conviction is lost because yeah. it's too com- yeah it's too competitive it's not going to happen for me it's not you know I'm you I'm know not I'm not the lucky to do one that, yep. exactly and that's that's what that's where the shift has to take place really really Sue you have to be able to get out of that consciousness and begin to say to yourself if doing it online if that's what you want to do is do it online that this is going to work out I'm going to make this thing happen I'm going to have my first customer doing that whatever it might be you know and and it's like you never allow these the the negativity the belief system to enter into your consciousness that says this pop, this isn't going to work out you know that it's going to work out you you go to the place within yourself in your meditation i use the i am so i mean i've been doing a lot of that lately i did it uh, you know the over the weekend teaching this you know that uh, who you are when if you can just say you know i am that 
I am the divine intelligence that attracts everything into my life. I am God. I have a piece of God within me. And with God, all things are possible. I'm going to go to that place within myself where I have an absolute knowing that this is going to work out. And and, and every time a thought starts to come in that says it's, it's too competitive, I can't do it, and so on, you shift that out of there. You push that. See, most of us think that we do the thinking, you know, that I create all these thoughts in my life. But you really don't. You got you, you know how uh, in the TVs now, and when you put the TV screen on, there's a ribbon underneath it, and there's something going on all the yeah. time. Whether you know they're even having news, or they're you know update, or up, a new break, or yeah, you know they'll have the problem. stock the stock market or something. So you not only watch, but you got to read something underneath. Think of your mind like that. You know that the thoughts that of these thoughts that they're not things that you create. They're just coming at you a thousand times a thousand of them a second you know they just keep coming by yeah. and you have to ask you have to ask yourself which of the thoughts that are constantly i'm being bombarded with are the ones that i choose to place my attention on so i'll take this one and i grab this one and if it says and if that thought says oh this probably won't work out you let go of it you say oh i don't want that one i want the one that says this will work out you know and yeah. you can't you start reprogramming yourself to believe because once you get that you become what you think about all day long your thoughts are going to uh, are, are going to be on. This is going to work out. This has to work out. This is you know, I just got a thing in my ear that we only have a minute or so to go. Okay. So okay. Uh, yeah, but that's what I would do. I would I would get I would have intention, but I would have conviction. And conviction means I never allow any doubt. I banish all the doubt. I banish it. Have you seen yeah. the shift? No, I haven't had a chance to, but I'd love to see it. Absolutely want to see that. Great. We're going to send one to you, so leave your address, and we're going to send you the book. And, uh, oh, and awesome. I said, Yeah, so God bless you, my dear, and say hi to your mom. She probably took, you. econ- she took economics with me. I know she sat right next to me. <laughs> I'll, bet you, I, I'll bet you we went out on a date together. You tell her <laughs> I said so. <laughs> All right. I may be your father. Who knows? You know, I mean, since you never know. It is. <laughs> God bless you, sweetheart. Right, Namaste. Thank you so much, Dr. Dyer. Thanks. Thank you're you. welcome. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I, you're listening. You're tuned into a radio program. The, the guy who runs it has always known from the time I lived in an orphanage and I've been through recessions, I've been through, you know, ups and downs and economic times and so on. And I've always had, and this is this is where I'm coming from, I've always had a knowing that this is an abundant universe and that prosperity and attracting uh, finances and and getting the right job and all of the stuff that revolves around finance and money and survival and all of that is something that I've had an absolute knowing about that you that almost always the people who are struggling with this even though they've had they've had jobs and I watched so many interviews last night on 60 minutes about this people who've lost their job a whole big Maytag company went out of there and all of that that for me uh, that that to me would just be an opportunity it would never be i would never say to myself this is um you know this this means that i'm stuck and i can't work and i'm not going to be able to support myself and i'm not going to be able to feed my family i have never had those kind of thoughts in my life and when th- times are up or when times are down i have an absolute knowing that this is an abundant prosperous universe that there's an there's no end to the amount of, uh, of of prosperity and finance and money and whatever it is that can come into my life the key is to keep your attention your 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 thoughts your focus on having it attract into your life coming into your life seeing being laid off seeing losing a job seeing a tough economy as just another opportunity another thing that you just have to overcome and never put Putting your attention on it can't happen it won't happen for me I don't have the ability it's too competitive 
there's too many people out there who are smarter than me. I just know that I am God. I mean, I am a piece of God. I am divine, and I carry that with me. I have a little thing in my necklace that on one side says I am, on the other side it says divine. And I know, I know that I am never alone. When I go up on stage to speak, uh, before I speak, I take... I. I Memorize the line from A Course in Miracles. It says, if you knew who walked beside you at all times on this path that you have chosen, you could never experience fear or doubt again. Know that you're not alone. Know you have a senior partner. Connect with it and recognize that your senior partner is really you. That inside of you is the ability to attract anything into your life. But the minute that you put your thought on it won't happen, it can't happen, other people get it but not me, that's what you're going to attract into your life. Change your thoughts to have a conviction behind what it is you want to attract and then start looking for it. Then when the student is ready, when you're really ready and ready to listen to what I just said, the teachers will appear, the opportunities will appear, you'll, the job will appear, whatever it might be. So that's my lesson anyway. For I want to react to that. No, that's so great. I'm glad you said that because I do hear a lot of fear. I see a lot of fear with the callers calling in each week and just the the general fear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're surrounded yeah. by it, you know. Yeah, uh, sometimes it's hard to and then get and, past and it. that bec- yeah that becomes a meme it becomes a part of our culture and then and everybody starts believing in that and they tell other people about it and 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 it becomes a, a, a virus in, in in our society a mind virus you know and that's what I think a recession is it's just a virus it just keeps infiltrating it it keeps duplicating and it keeps spreading until enough people believe that and then the banks believe it and then the government believes it and then and then they won't lend money and the, and it's like it's this huge thing instead of us saying hey we we are the greatest country in the world. We have the capacity to be able to, you know, uh, to do anything. Let's make this kind of thing happen. Anyway, that's what I've done for myself. And I see opportunity in recessions all the time rather than, you know, I can walk down between here where I am now and, and 10 miles uh, down the road, and I, I'll see 15 opportunities to, to make a living if, uh, if I have my eyes open. Right. Okay. We just have to see it. Very true. Yeah, Very true. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's see who you can help today, okay. uh, maybe change their thinking a little bit here. Uh, let's go to Victoria. She had an interesting question uh, in Napa, California, on line eight. And Victoria, yes, you're on with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Yes, hi, how are you? I'm great, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so glad you took my call today. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the Excuses Be Gone series that you did, which has just completely changed my life. Um, mm-hmm. you, you talk a lot about coming from a place of how may I serve. Um, right. And, yeah, that really, between me and my husband, that has changed our relationship just with each other drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for that. Um, but I'm having a hard time applying that idea when it comes to the relationship that I have with my younger sister. Um, she has two small children that I just adore. Um, I don't have any children of my own, so I just love those little babies. Um, mm-hmm. But she's in a very unhealthy relationship with her husband. He mm-hmm. is not supportive. He doesn't have a job. He has issues with a little drug and alcohol abuse. And they're mm-hmm. constantly out of food and out of diapers and out of things for the babies. Um, I try to help as much as I can financially, but... Mm-hmm. I kind of get in the middle of how do I serve without enabling their poor lifestyle. I don't. I'm having kind of a hard time figuring out. Yeah, forget that place. part of it. Yeah, let, let go. Let go of the enabling. Is is she involved in that lifestyle as well? Is she doing drugs and drinking and uh, and and not uh, in, not taking responsibility for her family, or is it just the husband? 
Um, it's more him. She has a very, um, she has epilepsy and she's on very serious medication. So she's never really been into drugs and alcohol, but they're both kind of lazy in their life and don't really make an effort. And it's yeah. been really hard. I offer them some of your CDs and your books and they don't want to listen to them. I try to talk to them about some of the ideas I've learned. They don't want to hear it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just a really tough situation. I would say uh, w- w- the great lesson I learned from Abraham Maslow many, many, many years ago was uh, detach yourself from the outcome. He said, uh, you know, self-actualizing people do not do what they do because of whatever result may come. They do what they do because their heart tells them this is what they're here for. Okay. And if your heart tells you that what you're here, you've got a sister with epilepsy, you know, yeah. and she's got two little babies that need to be raised. You can't do enough you know, for her, um, you know, enabling her lifestyle ought to be the last concern of, of, of yours at all. In, in other words, open your heart to um, what what her life is like. The peace that you that, that you want for yourself, the, you know, the thing that you said about your husband and so on, want that more for her than you do for um, for yourself. Um, I just learned this lesson again. I mean, I have to constantly be reminded of these kind of lessons. I have a very uh, close friend who's uh, uh, who's got a son who's you know really messed up on uh, on drugs, uh, crystal meth, and things like that. And uh, and it's always been her reaction always has been um, anger because she's you know it's like how dare you do that and blah blah blah. And and I and I, and I sometimes would, in conversations with her would say the same thing. You know, he has no right to behave that way. This is blah. And then I just decided that that if that isn't that is not consistent with my message and what I want to teach and what I want to believe, and I just said, just, let's just love this kid. You know, let's just love this kid, no matter what it is that he does. Let's just send him love because that's all we have to give away. And slowly, very slowly, the relationship that she has with her son has shifted from uh, constantly conf- constant confrontation and anger and being upset uh, and 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 defending that kind of an attitude with he has no right to behave that way, just like you're doing with uh, your brother-in-law, um, to, um, to softness, to gentleness. He's still doing the drugs now and then, but not as much. And, uh, and uh, I just talked to her uh, this morning, and she was saying that uh, he, uh, uh, he, he, was, he was gentle, he was kinder, he was more thoughtful, he didn't yell, he didn't swear, he didn't do the things that he's normally doing. So that by your being able to model what I'm speaking about, you you, you teach it with uh, you teach it with your behavior, not not with your words. You know, Saint Francis had a wonderful line. I just heard it the, just uh, this morning reading it. He he said, you know, be all you know, be all that uh, be be in the source of divinity at all times, and use words if you if you need to. In other words, forget about the words. It it isn't the words; it's the behavior. And just just be a source of love for this person, and let her know that you are there. Um, you know, you're not going to be victimized. You're not going to, and you know, coming from you, sweetheart, there's a there's a sense of judgment. You know that uh, that you know you're better than she is. You know that your 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 marriage is better. Your you you've learned more. She, you know what, and you have just as much to learn from her as as she does from you. And if you can see the unfolding of God in in your sister. And um, and in those little babies, and just love those little babies, the babies that you never had the opportunity to have, um, and just be that be that second mom, be that divine, beautiful being in there, and try not to judge him, um, and show him with your behavior, 
You know, who, who you are, speak so loud, I can't hear what you say. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you will see that by being in the energy field of someone who is um, operating at a higher level of consciousness, you will, see them, you will see them elevating themselves. You will influence them much more than you will with any lecture or any talk or any withholding of, of financial support or whatever. I would say, um, you know, in, 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 your, in your relationship with, with her, um, try not to be judgmental at all and, and, and the same with him. You know, and I think by, you know, by just gradually doing it, it's like, see, you are, you are demonstrating a bit of frustration, probably a bit of angst, a little bit of just being upset, you know, or whatever with the way that they are running their life. You are, Uh you are demonstrating that. And, and, and the fact is that when you do that, you become like they are. It's like their behavior doesn't bring you down. You are you get down and upset and don't know what to do because you start acting like they do. If you can instead become more Christ-like, more more Buddha-like, more you know, like I've said so many times on this radio show that you know when Jesus walked into a village, just his presence in the village and nothing more would elevate the consciousness of of everyone around them, uh, and and everyone in the village. That's what you want to be able to do, to have no, mm-hmm. nothing but love to give away and no judgment. Just try it even for a week. You know, just you yeah. see the brother-in-law. I don't know what his name is. Say his name is Sam. Hey, Sam, how are you doing? How are things going? Oh, let me see these beautiful babies. Oh, here's an extra $20, you know, or $50 or something. I just want you to get something. Or I brought a present for your kids, and, and I just love you guys. I'm just so happy for you. How are you guys doing? In other words, come at, at them from a non-judgmental, non, uh, I'm better than you, non, you're, uh, you're not doing the right thing. Now, all of that, and just love them. Just like see and see if that, if that works. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but that's, yeah. what God's, that's what God's telling me to say to you. Yeah, it does make sense. And I, I just struggled with this so much, and I'm, you know, praying about it. And, and I do, I, I just get hit with these counselors that tell me, well, the more you give them and the more you give them money, the more they're not going to do what they're supposed to do. And so I, I kind of get caught in this circle of feeling okay. bad because, yeah. you know, the kids are going you. without. Yeah. And I, I have a really hard time with that. And, um, yeah. And well, I've worked, I, I, yeah, ahead. I just I, I, I feel the, like I've I've worked so hard, and he you know I've gotten him jobs that he's lost, and and it's like how much you know like you're saying you can't help too much or do too much, and yeah, but I guess I just have to get to that point where yeah I you have to get to that point yeah I, I can't yeah. be too loving I can't be too giving I you know this lady that I was telling you about her son I gave this kid it was his birthday uh, a week ago Saturday and. Um, uh, the only person that gave him a present, nobody gives him a present because he's a drug addict and because, you know, nobody wants to be around him and all of that. His father, his mother, nobody gave him a present for his birthday. They didn't. They father said that he would throw him a present, but uh, a, a party, but he didn't. And I wrote out a card to him, and I put a $100 bill in it, and I said, I believe in you, and I know that you can create the life that you want for yourself. And I, I wasn't even there when he got it. It was given to him by somebody else, and he was very touched by it. Now, he used the some of the money to go out and buy some more drugs. But you know what? He also said to his sister, tell Dr. Dyer that that meant so much to me, and I don't want to lose the card, and I'm going to carry it with me. That even though he went out and bought some drugs and, and did all of those kind of things, basically what he got from from that experience was, 
I felt that there was somebody out there who believed in me and thought that I was worthwhile, even though I know inside of myself that I'm really screwing up right now. And that might be the thing, that might be the catalyst, even though he might continue. And the same thing I say when somebody's standing by the road and with a brown, with a sign on a, on a piece of cardboard and says, you know, we'll work or please give me money. Um, you, you don't even have to give them money. You can give them a silent blessing. But if you do give them the money, don't be concerned about what they do with the money. Be detached from the outcome. Do it because your heart tells you, this is who I am. I'm a giving person. And, I, you know, you don't have to be victimized, but you can uh, at least, and if that person wants to go out and, and is a drug addict or is an alcoholic and they want to buy alcohol with it, but at least they know that another human being thought enough of them to put something in their hand and do it with love rather than judgment. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.